And that means a lot more than simply standing still. That means finding time and having the desire and the need for prayer. And so it will help us also to look into the book of Acts. The Lord intends for us to be busy for him and praying as we're busy. The book of Acts is is the early church. The book of Acts is the history of the early church. Going to work for the Lord. But they prayed as they worked. And so we'll look at several different examples of prayer. Okay? So let's begin here in Acts chapter 1. And we'll read verses 12 through 14. Acts chapter 1. And verses 12 to 14. Here we go. Acts chapter 1, beginning in verse 12. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olives, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. And when they had entered, they went into the upper room where they were staying, Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the zealot and Judas the son of of James, All these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. First, the occasion of this prayer. This is an in-between prayer. In-between prayer. This is in-between Jesus' ascension up on high and the day of Pentecost. It's in-between prayer. It's also a prayer of anticipation. Jesus had commanded the disciples to stay in the city of Jerusalem until they be endued or clothed with power from on high. And he told them, if you look right here in your Bible, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he said, you are going to be my witnesses, beginning here in Jerusalem and Judea, in Samaria, and then to the uttermost parts of the earth. So they are devoting themselves in prayer in anticipation of going to work for the Lord. So it's both an in-between prayer and a prayer of anticipation. Whenever we are seeking to do the Lord's will, we must pray. We must pray. The very idea of doing the Lord's work without the Lord's help, without seeking the Lord's help, is uh, just about, that just about can't be uttered. We must have uh, the Lord's help. You might look over with me to Acts chapter uh, 13 and notice some comments uh, prior to the missionary journeys of Paul. Acts 13 beginning in verse 1. Acts 13, 1, Now there were in the church Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaean, a member of the court of Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. And while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. And then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them Away, So fasting, praying, worshiping are things that we do as we prepare to do more for the Lord. 
Now turn your Bibles back to Luke chapter 24. Still thinking about the occasion of this prayer. Luke 24. As you know, Luke is the author of Luke, but also the author of Acts. So you see Luke's um, reporting of the Great Commission in Luke 24, 44. And then notice in verse 48, 48, Luke 24, 48, Jesus said, Now you are witnesses of these things, the resurrection, the suffering, the crucifixion, all the things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but you stay here in the city until you are clothed or endued with power from on high. And then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, with great joy, and went continually in the temple, uh, blessing God. Okay. So this kind of, and then similar, in a similar way, Acts chapter 1, 4 all the way up down to verse 12, sets the same sort of scene that we read there in Luke 24. Notice they return to Jerusalem with joy. Um, Prayer is not just for times of emergency. It's not just for 911. Uh, Prayer is part of our lives. Even even in times of joy, they're, they're devoting themselves to prayer. Because we need the Lord 24-7. We need Him all the time, no matter what's going on. And so, can you imagine what they had just observed? They had just seen Jesus for 40 days. The resurrected Jesus, by the way. Walking with Him, observing Him, listening to Him, learning from Him. The resurrected Lord walking on this earth for 40 days. And then they saw him taken up into heaven. And hearing him giving, giving the great commission, they were thrilled about the commission they had been given. But that doesn't eliminate prayer. So the occasion for this prayer here in Acts chapter 1 and verses 12 to 14. Also, please notice in Acts 1, 12 to 14, the place of the prayer, the place of it, where is it that they go and have in this prayer here as recorded in Acts chapter 1, 12 to 14? What place are they in? Yeah, it is the upper. Yes, if you notice verse 13, Acts 1. When they had entered, they went up to the upper room. The word the there is actually in the original text here. The upper room, not just a upper room. Not just an upper room of, of a house, but the upper room. I think that almost has to refer to that same upper room that they used to eat the Passover and, to, um, and where Jesus began to talk about the Lord's Supper. Okay. Flip back to Luke uh, 22. Just for quick reference, Luke 22, verse 12. He says, 
talking about this man carrying water, you know, that Brother Kyle was talking about the other day in his lesson. This man carrying water, Luke 22, verse 12, he will show you a large upper room furnished and prepare it there, prepare the meal there. And so they went and found it just as it had been told them, and they prepared to eat the Passover. And while they're eating the Passover, then uh, Jesus also began to talk to them about the Lord's Supper, that he would eat with them in the kingdom. Now, how many days between the Passover and Pentecost? 50 days. And how many days was Jesus on earth after his resurrection? So then they had an interim period here of around 10 days or so where they're devoting much of that time to prayer and devotion to the Lord as they wait for the apostles to be endued with power from on high and for all of them to get started on this great uh, commission. Yes. Pentecost would fall on the first day of the week. And I think you can back that up by going back and reading the original uh, verses in Leviticus 23 about it being the day after the Sabbath. They were in the temple teaching too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, yeah, from Luke 24, we see they did spend some time in the temple, but by the time we get to them here in Acts chapter 1, they're in a particular place, this upper room. Now, wouldn't you think that would bring back some memories? I mean, what a, a, what a series of events the last several weeks have been upon their lives. And what a memory that would be of eating the Passover there with Jesus. And now that they see, they didn't understand everything going on when Jesus did it with them. But now, going back to that upper room, now the Lord's Supper is coming alive to them. Now they understand what he was talking about. And so for us in prayer, it's very important that the cross is in our prayer. The beginning of our prayers, the mix of our prayers, the content of our prayers, the closing of our prayers. Uh, I think there's, there's an insight here that, that we ought to be focusing on the cross as much as we can. It keeps us in the right frame of mind as we pray. It keeps us focused on the will of God, the purpose of God uh, as we pray. So think about the place um, of their prayer. I would think so. Where he made an appearance to them. Um, <coughs> doors were locked. Jesus appeared to them. I don't know that for sure, but I, I would, I would, I would venture to guess that would be right. It was like a safe place for them. It would seem that that would be correct. That that would be a key place for them, even a safe place, because a lot of, a lot of threats and violence. And remember that. Uh, this is, these are special times for Jesus' disciples, but for the outside world, those authorities, uh, they still look to Jesus, they look to his memory, and they look to his followers as people who are somewhat threats. But uh, that didn't diminish their joy at all. It was a shutting in and shutting out. 
Think also about the people involved in these prayers, uh, Jesus' apostles, the women, uh, the women who often followed Jesus, uh, some of them, you know, last at the tomb and first at the tomb, last at the cross and first at the tomb. Those uh, women were there. Of course, Mary, what a special thing to think about. Mary, the mother of Jesus, is there. And she's praying now to her Lord. Her son is also her Lord. She's praying uh, to him. But notice here in Acts 1, there's no special honor given to Mary. Okay? And she was a very special lady. A tremendous faith. A great servant of the Lord. But the Catholic Church has bestowed upon her a position that is just not taught in Scripture. You know, they look to her as an extra mediator, even an extra redeemer of man. Uh, they look to her as a perpetual uh, virgin. Okay. Uh, did Mary have other children? Okay, she had more children than, than Jesus. So, um, but so that's a mistake that 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 group makes. But Mary is here as a servant of the Lord, not as a not as a ruler uh, in the church. But then think about Jesus' brothers being here. This also is special to think about, the people involved in this prayer. According to John 7, verse 5, there was a time when Jesus' brothers did not believe that he was the Messiah. They did not believe. What do you think changed their mind? Yeah, if you look at 1 Corinthians 15, verse 7, he appeared to James, one of the brothers. And almost without doubt, the resurrection, all the events, but the resurrection especially, caused a transformation in their lives and grew their faith to the point where they're very devoted now. A beautiful story to see Jesus' own brothers now Devoted disciples of the lowly Nazarene. So see the uh, see the uh, see the people here. That's right. Mike mentioning Jude, also a a brother who. Um, is writing about contending for the faith, standing up for the faith in Jude, uh, verse 3. Notice here also in Acts 1, before we move from this uh, occasion of prayer, notice the spirit of the prayer, verse 14. All these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer. You'll find this often in these early days of the church. With one accord, with one accord, with one mind, with one mind. So notice that carefully. If we are not of one mind, that hinders our prayers. We must always remember that. I think it's in James uh, chapter 4 that we read a couple verses. The beginning of the chapter, James 4. 
uh, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you, says James, James 4, verse 1. Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You, des you desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. You adulterous people, do you not know that the friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. I think James is saying there that, that it, it will hinder our prayer life if we are not united together. Very important uh, to the Lord. And it ought to be for us too. First Peter 3, 7 talks even more specifically of the household. You husbands, 1 Peter 3, 7, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as unto the weaker vessel, so that they can be heirs with you of the grace of life, and so that your prayers won't be hindered. So a disunity causes a disruption uh, in our relationship with God. So notice the occasion and the place and the people and the spirit uh, of the prayer. Let's move on now to the latter part of the same chapter, Acts chapter 1. The occasion here is God is going to replace Judas among the apostles. They've got lots to do before they can go to work for the Lord. And this is one of the things they've got to do. Let's pick up and read Acts 1.21. Acts 1.21 and following. So one of the men who have... Um, accompanied us during all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us. One of these men must become with us a witness to the resurrection. So what Peter is saying there is that whoever is chosen here to replace Judas, there's two qualifications. First, he's got to be one of the men who has been following Jesus since the baptism of John, since John was on the earth. All the way down. So it can't be, it can't be. It's got to be a, a witness that continues to be a witness. And secondly, one who was a witness of the resurrection uh, itself. Okay, so two, two main qualifications are mentioned here. And then uh, beginning in verse uh, 23, and they put forth two men, Joseph called Barsimus, and then Justice. Um, uh, and Matthias. Let's see how it goes. They put forward two, Joseph called Barsimus, who was also called Justice, and Matthias. And so they prayed. Now let's notice their prayer. So we know the qualifications, and then the two men set forward is um, Barsimus and Matthias. And then notice, let's notice the, the prayer they make here, beginning verse 24. You, Lord, you know the hearts of all. Show which one of these two you have chosen. Again, another great insight uh, into prayer. Also, not only should we fill our, our prayers with the cross, and the thoughts of the cross, appreciation for the cross, but also to tell the Lord, Lord, we know that you know. You know our hearts. You know the hearts of all men. And help us, Lord, in our decisions. Help us in our decisions. And here they're trying to to do as they should do to replace uh, Judas, but what about the people that come into our lives? What about the people that um, 
we allow to come into the lives of our grandchildren and children, you know, uh, shouldn't we be praying about that? What a great impact that has on the eternal fate, the eternal life of our children, as some, the, the people that eventually come into their lives, you know, and the people that we allow to, to have influence. Um, this, is, this is huge. And of course, we pray for all things in regard to the Lord's work, for our Bible school teachers and, and, and song leaders, everybody that's, that, that serves in the Lord's church. But when you get down to specifics, um, the people that come into the lives of families have such a huge impact on how things go after that spiritually. So we want to pray fervently for them and for, for that. So, and as we do that, we acknowledge to God. You want to find, what do you say to the Lord? Well, here's something to say. Lord, I know that you know my heart. And so pray about your own heart. Lord, I know you know the hearts of everyone. And so pray for other people's hearts. Remember Sunday night, we were talking about how we, we learn to love ourselves by looking at God's view of things. And God views us from the inside out. He knows our hearts. Man judges basically on the outward appearance. But God judges from the heart. And so there's a lot to say to God in prayer. And here's one of the things that we can, we can say. So they cast lots and the lot fell upon which one? And yet we don't read much more, I don't think at all, about either one of these men. These are two great Christian gentlemen who are doing great works for the Lord. But it's not necessary uh, for, um, for things to be known about you, for you to be a servant of the Lord. But uh, times are a little bit different then, I would say. Maybe you've got a different view on this, but I don't know that we could do the same. I wish we could. Uh, but I think these are still in the days of miracles and special appointments by the Lord. The casting of lots was simply they would take either stone or wood and put the names of the people on the stone or wood and put them into a little pot or something and then just and just reach in there or somehow bring out one of the names. And, and here the Lord caused one of the names to come forth and it was, it was Matthias. The two qualifications is to have been with the Lord throughout the early time of his ministry to the very end, and secondly, to be a witness of the resurrection itself. Okay. That's a qualification to be an apostle. To be an apostle, and except the apostle Paul would be the exception on that. But to complete the 12 here on this occasion, Peter mentions those, those two qualifications. Paul, Paul was our exception. He calls himself as one late born. Is that how he says it in 1 Corinthians 15? Born out of time. Or born out of due time. So we let the Lord do as he pleases. But this was their thinking here on this occasion, uh, just before Pentecost. So Paul would have been a witness of the resurrection. He would be a witness of the resurrection because Jesus appeared to him. 
He was, yeah, he was very much alive during the life of Jesus, and so it could be that he, we just don't know how much he was, saw Jesus, but he was around. He knew enough to be in opposition to Jesus. So uh, he knew of Jesus, knew of his works, um, even his travels and so forth. Okay. He could have been part of the same Hebrew. He qualified to be in This teaches us here that when people are coming into our lives, we, we need to pray. And when we have control over that in regard to our children, we need to double up on prayer. It makes such a huge impact. Okay, let's jump over to Acts chapter 4 now as we look at some examples of prayer. And this is, this is a huge one. Acts 4, beginning in verse 23. When they were released, are you with me? Acts 4, 23. When they were released, Peter and John, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted up their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, Lord, Lord God, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything that's in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, Why did the Gentiles rage and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. For truly in this city they were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan have predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness, and while you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Okay. Quickly, the occasion of this prayer, you remember Acts 3, Peter and John healed a lame man. Okay. And Peter preaches there in Acts chapter 3. Great response to it. The Jewish leaders, Acts chapter 4, beginning, they arrested Peter and John. They had nothing to hold them on, but they arrested them. But before they released them, they threatened them. They threatened their life. You stop doing this. You stop this. And then they released. And when they released them, here's what they did. They went to their, their friends, their brothers and sisters in Christ, and together they had this prayer. They had this prayer. Let's quickly notice this prayer. How do they begin the prayer? What do they say? Lord God. Sovereign Lord, Lord God. Okay. So in our prayers, we need to acknowledge to God and to ourselves that He is the supreme, the supreme ruler. He is he's the one with all authority. He is the one, the only one, who has the right to rule because He is creator. We, he is the potter, we are the clay. Romans 9.21 he, he has the right to rule, and he's the only one that has the right to rule. It's much more to this than just simply saying those words. By the way, notice that you can start your prayer 
other than our Father. You can start your prayer and just say, Lord God, Lord God. So use various ways of approaching uh, God in prayer. A lot of times it has to do with what you're going to be praying about. These are threatening times, threatening times. And so they, they're, they're looking to God uh, toward his power. Lord God, Lord God. And so it's not just about saying the words, though. It's about committing yourself to the fact that his will, his word, his, his everything comes before any other authority, any, any human authority, whether it be political, medical, um, professional, family, the Lord comes before all. We commit ourselves to that principle when we come to him, but we recommit ourselves to him in prayer like that, the Lord God. So notice that there's a message in their prayer. And it's good to pray and review the Word of God with God. That's not being, that doesn't insult God. Okay? That, that's, that's, that's a sense of meditating with the Word. You use the Word to pray. And so they're reviewing with God the very things, of course, God knows. And Lord, you have created the heaven and the earth and everything. Okay? But the reason that's important is because the, the creation, the original creation, is the foundation of everything else that, that takes place. Again, going back to God's authority overall. Okay. So the message includes God's creation of the world uh, in six days. They don't mention the time element here, but this is very close. This statement here in, in this prayer is very close to Exodus chapter 20, verse 11 that does mention that in six days God created the heaven and the earth, the sea and the earth and all things that, that are therein. And on the seventh day, he rested. So remember that, Exodus 20, uh, verse 11. Okay. Now, another part of their message is, and this, this is the key, they are saying to the Lord, Lord, we understand that there's going to be opposition to the message of Jesus. Okay, this is, this is really what their prayer is all about. They are repeating to the Lord what the Lord has already said, and that is that people will oppose, sometimes in a violent way, the message of Jesus. And in understanding that, they quote from Psalm number 2. You see it here in your, in your Bible here, verse 25, Acts 4, 25, and 26. When he says, through the mouth of our father David, that's, that's Psalm number 2. In Psalm 2, verses 1 and 2, actually 1 through 4, says, Why did the heathen rage and the people plot in vain? Okay. The people are going to rage against the gospel. That's the prediction. thousand years before Christ, it's predicted that people will harden their heart and they will rage against, they will plot against those who are sharing the message of Jesus. Now, it's fantasy for the world to think they're going to be able to stop the work of Jesus. That's why in Psalm 2, you've got God laughing. I think it's verse 4, Psalm 2. God is on his throne and he's laughing. Okay. Because it's, it is laughable that some human being or group of human beings 
We'll be able to stop the work of God. It's not going to happen. So that's what they're doing. They're, they're, they're communicating to God that we understand they've just been threatened. Okay? Their life has just been threatened. They turn to God in prayer and they're remembering right away Psalm 2. Yep. We remember that this is exactly what would occur and it is occurring. This is the fulfillment of that. Okay. But in addition to that, notice what Psalm 2 says here. That not only would they, their messengers, be... Uh, conspired against, but this is similar to what the rulers did against the Lord and His anointed. That's Jesus. See verses 26 and 27? For in this very city, Jerusalem, where they were gathered, they were gathered together against your holy servant, whom you anointed, um, Herod and Pilate. Now quickly, the verse there is Luke 23.12. We were in 22.12 a little bit ago, but 23.12 talks about the how that Herod and Pilate were not always the best of friends, but somehow or another, when it came to crucifying Jesus, they became buddies. Luke 23, verse 12. So they conspired together, they got together to be able to bring about the death of Jesus. But now wait a minute, wait a minute, keep reading. Verse 28 here in their prayer. To do whatever your hand, Lord, your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. Little did they know as they put Jesus to death that they were actually being involved in the ultimate plan of God. See, They thought they were getting rid of Jesus, but the very opposite, they were bringing about the very will of Jesus, the will of God, to have his son die for their sin. Very easily, if you look back to Acts 2, verse 23, um, Notice this Jesus, Acts 2.23. This Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you have crucified and killed by lawless men. Yeah, he was killed by lawless men, but this was all part of God's plan. That's what the world doesn't know. They can come after God's people. They can come after the gospel, but God has a tremendous, powerful way of turning that on them through his great providence. Okay, brother. Right. But they prayed, they prayed that this is the situation to give us courage to stand up and do what we need to do for you. Very good. And that's a good lesson for us to think. Yeah. So we're going to get down to what Larry was saying here. Larry's saying, notice what they prayed for. Okay. So let's work our way down to that. They start out with, Lord, your supreme authority. Okay. Lord, you created all things that gives you that supreme authority. Lord, you predicted that this, these threatenings would come our way. We understand that. We're ready for that. Lord, this is similar to what they did to Jesus. But Lord, you turned that into something powerful. Lord, we believe also you're going to turn our threatenings that we're receiving into that which is good. Ultimately good. Good for the kingdom. Good for heaven. Good for the gospel. And so, brings us down to what Brother Larry is speaking about. Notice their request. So, they, have an, they start their prayer, Lord. They have a message in their prayer. Message of creation, message of opposition, message of the cross in their prayer. 
But now, notice what they ask in their prayer. Verse 29 is what they ask. Now, that's, this is the part where you go home and you say, I want to read that again. I'm, before I turn off my light tonight, I want to read this again. Notice their request. This is their one request. request. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. What did they ask for themselves? They asked for courage to speak the word. They do not ask for the threats to be removed. They do not ask relief for themselves. They understand that must come. All they want is to be able to be courageous enough, bold enough, to look this into the, in the face and continue to do as the Lord would have them to do. Yeah, Larry mentioned other scriptures like 1 Peter 4, 1 through 3. So don't, be, don't be surprised when they, when they do hate you or when they do um, mistreat because that has been predicted. That's, that's, the, um, that's the way this goes. Okay. So notice the prayer is answered. Verse, the end of verse 31 says... They continue to speak the word of God with boldness. So they asked for boldness. They had already been bold. They'd already been bold. But they asked for more boldness. They continued in this. And it's a wonderful prayer. Notice also, as we mentioned a little bit ago, verse uh, 24 here says that they were all with one accord, one mind, as they prayed. Notice in verse 32 here, the number of those disciples who believed were of one heart and one soul. Again and again, the unity of worship, the unity of the work, uh, is stressed. stressed. In times of crisis, we need assistance from the Lord. In times of crisis, we need unity. We must have both. So, okay. So I wanted to share these examples. There are many more here in the book of Acts. But to encourage us as we pray. As we pray. Thank you so much once again for being in class. We'll take about a three or four minute break here.